This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> no one likes challenging emotions and physical pain. But what if they're actually invitations to permanently heal old traumas and deepen your spiritual awakening? This is the surprising truth revealed by the Healing Invocation, the Astro Shaman's Masterclass. Valeria Telles interviews Benjamin Bernstein, an astrologer, shamanic healer, awakening activator, life coach, podcaster, and speaker. Astro Shaman Benjamin Bernstein hosts This Week in Astrology, a top 10 astrology podcast. He is a three-time Best Astrologer winner in Western North Carolina's Premier Reader Survey, a professionally certified astrologer, and has done over 9,000 astrology, shamanic healing, and life coaching sessions with a global clientele. Benjamin runs the Awakening Plus online spiritual support membership. He posts video astrology forecasts and other content on his popular YouTube channel, Benjamin has lectured or taught at five national astrology conferences and retreats. He wrote the shamanic astrology chapter in the book, Transpersonal Astrology, Explorations at the Frontier. He is also a shamanic healer, awakening activator, and life coach. He consistently facilitates powerful healings and spiritual awakenings in his individual and group sessions, and has devoted himself to over 40 years of spiritual practice. Benjamin's greatest joy is helping others access or deepen their spiritual awakenings with his simple, effective invocations for healing and awakening. His spiritual path has included Kriya Yoga, Vipassana Buddhism, Peruvian Shamanism, Ayahuasca and San Pedro Plant Spirit Medicine, and his invocations. Meet Benjamin at astroshaman.com. Here's the interview with Benjamin Bernstein. In your own words, who is Benjamin Bernstein? Hmm, that's a big question. <laughs> a soul embodied on earth at the moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm here to um, assist people with their healing and awakening and service to the great global awakening that's happening. I'm mm -hmm. doing that in whatever way I'm inspired and able. I guess I'm doing that primarily through the modalities of astrology, shamanic healing, including internal family systems inspired work. I uh, help people attain deeper levels of spiritual awakening. I do that through a membership I have called Awakening Plus, and of course, through however else the inspiration shows up. So my second official question to you is life itself. 
what is life? Not the meaning of life, but what is it? For me, life is a joyous quest. I actually love being incarnate on earth. I really enjoy being in a human body. And um, while life certainly has its challenges, for me, there's an overriding optimism, a sense that uh, the joys can be enjoyed for their own sake and the challenges are all designed to help me grow and evolve into greater depth of awakening and service capacity. So for me, life is a, a beautiful adventure and all the challenges are only there to help me live even more deeply and consciously. Have we chosen to go through these challenges, Benjamin? Oh, this is something that just happened or happens. I think it's chosen. Um, I read a book a while back called um, Journey of Souls by Michael Newton, and he describes in depth the preparations a soul makes to get ready for a human incarnation. I recommend that to those who are curious in that behind-the-scenes look that I think to be true. Um, but I think it's purposeful. My my current belief, which has evolved over time, is that the soul sets up key moments of the lifetime, which you might consider to be destined, and everything else in between is improvisation. I think there's a, a great deal of free will in the mix. And even when an intuition comes down, which is your higher self encouraging a specific course of action, the the human can accept or reject that. So it's a it's a very fascinating adventure full of many possible twists and turns. And what I have learned, though, is I'm so much better off if I just follow the intuition because my higher self is so much smarter than my human self. Mm, yeah, intuition, right. How did you discover that at first? How did you come to this understanding or realization that you were a soul in a human body? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I explored it. I had a partial out-of-body experience at the age of 17, listening to some music where I'd been very hardcore agnostic, leaning toward atheists until then. And then I, I had an experience I couldn't explain where it felt like what I felt myself to be was at a 45 degree angle to where my physical body was. And I said, I can't explain this using science. And that started me on the spiritual path I've been on ever since for over 40 more years. And for decades, I explored it the best I could. But it wasn't until like around 2005, when I started drinking ayahuasca and San Pedro in shamanic plant spirit ceremonies, that I really blasted into the inner worlds. I'd had glimpses before, but these tools opened the inner worlds much more powerfully, and I've worked with them ever since. And they've been really my main gateway into the direct experience of the inner worlds and also the develop the gradual development of my ability to help others access those realms also. How would you describe true spirituality? Because we use that word a lot, spirituality, also religion. But how would you describe true spirituality? Yeah, um, first, I have to say truth is relative. Right. Each level right. of reality has its own truth, which is only true, true in its own, yeah. <laughs> its own level. <laughs> yes. So um, for, for me, broadly, with my own experience... Uh, true spirituality is where I'm having the direct personal experience of it. It's not something I've read in a book or someone has right. told me. It's my direct firsthand experience of it is the true spirituality for me. Healing. What is healing to you? And what are some of the misconceptions we have about healing? Um, healing first is never done. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh, I've nice. been, I mean, the healing I've received in my plant spirit ceremonies have been profound. And there's always more layers so first, don't ever expect to get to the end of it. But also, for me, healing is the quickest path to awakening. Uh, I should explain about my image of what I call the great onion of consciousness. 
in terms of this incarnation, I believe the soul that sent us here is a fully awakened entity. It's fully awakened. And then it animates the human body, which is not fully awakened. There's the soul has around it layers of old pains and traumas from prior lifetimes and, and from this life that are dimming the light from the soul down to the human. And if I do good shadow work, if I, when I get triggered up by something and I use an effective healing tool to peel that layer of pain away from the soul, then the light gets a little bit brighter. So when I do effective healing, and, and I call that shadow work after Carl Jung, where if I'm willing to face and skillfully work with the things that are upsetting me in a way that permanently puts them to rest or at least diminishes them, that brightens the light from soul. Therefore, I believe at the fundamental level, the healing I do opens my awakening more deeply. And if I've done a really good piece of healing, then it's actually permanently deepened my spiritual awakening. So I view healing first and foremost as the catalyst that my divine is giving me to go to that next level of awakening. And there's no destination, right, for them. There's, it's, all, it's all journey. There's really no ultimate destination. <laughs> and with that, Benjamin, I have a question about freedom. So what would freedom be or liberation be? Uh, that can, of course, take many nuances. But if you're speaking about spiritual freedom, yeah. which I think is yes. what you're leaning toward here, yes. yeah. that's just more and more mobility and awareness in the inner worlds. Mm-hmm. And... and it's a little interesting because when you get deep into it, there's no more free will. Right, so in right. a way, the freedom is mm. the liberation from the ego having to decide anything mm. and into just being so merged with right. the divine that there's no choice to make. You just, mm. as divinity merged with humanity, you just know mm. what the optimal thing to do is in that moment. Mm. So it's it's the end of free will, not because you gave it up, but because it's pointless. Once you're merged, mm. there's there's no need for free will because you just know what to do through intuition. I'm not saying I'm 100% there, wow. but I'm, I'm moving in that direction. What is your idea in understanding of what love is? Mm. I've just had a, a big deepening of that. Uh, yeah. I reunited with my partner's spirit song a few months ago yeah. um, after many years of separation from her. And she's helped me realize I had armoring around me uh, from from prior relationship challenge and the love that we share. I mean, when just, just gazing into each other's eyes, there's a bliss and an ecstasy that is phenomenal. So what I think the ultimate love is, is the love of the divine. The more one awakens, the more one realizes that the divine just loves everything mm-hmm. regardless. I mean, I think yeah. God's source just has love for everything. It's it's like the sun shining heat and light everywhere. The love of the sun shines mm-hmm. on everything, no matter what. And the more a person awakens, the more they can move more deeply into that sense of, I just love everything, mm-hmm. no matter what they're doing or what they are. It's just, they exist, therefore there's love. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. and, and that's of course contrasted with, you know, conditional human love where I will love you if right. such and such conditions are met, which right. is not quite the same thing. Is that possible somehow that we as human conditioned humans can love unconditionally or it takes liberation to love unconditionally? I would agree with that. Um, the more I'm not claiming, I'm not yet in that state of unconditional love for all things, but I've moved in that direction quite a bit. And it feels so good to move in there. But yeah, the, the the game most of us humans play is we're born and we believe we're just humans. And then if we're on the path of awakening, we step by step, little by little, gradualize more of what we are. 
And then the more we have that conscious awareness of our divinity to the degree that we've awakened, then to that degree, can we love more unconditionally? And it's, and there's infinite gradations of that. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah. and the deeper one goes in, of course, the more ecstatic and joyful it becomes. It gets to where you can wake up every day and you wake up into bliss, mm. the state you normally, most people couldn't get to unless they took some drug or something. Yeah. But when you awaken enough, it's just your normal daily state. Wow. And that can help one be more loving when you're in that more deeply divine, more what would be called an altered state. And I, I have to add, mm-hmm. most people think of altered state as I can't function, I'm all yeah. drugged out. <laughs> yeah. but, but this altered state makes mm-hmm. you more functional and you actually are a much better functioning human when you're in the state. Have you met anyone in this state, Benjamin? Amma, the hugging saint, I believe, mm, holds yeah. that state. Yeah. And, mm. and my partner, Spirit Song, uh, is an yeah. embodied angel. I think that's literally true. And mm. she just has an unconditional love for everyone and everything. And she doesn't yeah. even have to try. And mm. she's one of the few humans I've met who just is that way. She just doesn't mm. judge anyone. Right. And she just was one of those beings who came in in that way. Yeah. Do you hold this vision that one day as human species we can get there, love unconditionally one another? I'm hoping for that. I think that's what the Aquarian Age awakening is moving toward. And that's certainly the vision I'm holding for humanity. Whether we'll see it in my lifetime or not, we'll see. But there's, I definitely see big breakthroughs happening in large areas. It's, it doesn't make a lot of front page headlines, but yeah, I see a lot right. of evidence of it. And I think when enough of us hold enough divine consciousness, there can be that sort of tidal wave of awakening that sweeps over the planet and we can go to a much higher level. Has it happened before? In the history of spirituality or? Um, not in our recorded history. Right. But I believe, you know, prior to our records, it's probably happened over and over again. I'm a big fan of a teaching called the Law of One, which is free online at lawofone.info. And the way that that channel being says is there's been an infinite number of universes before this and there will be an infinite number after it. So this cycle of falling into darkness and reawakening again, which, of course, the, the Hindu religion also describes as a vast multi thousand year cycle. You know, it's the cycle God plays it. You know, the, the consciousness is oneness. It goes out into duality and falls into separation and then ultimately goes back to oneness again. And that's, that's what reality does. What else is there to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> to play with itself. Right. It's a exactly. <laughs> very playful actually. <laughs> True. And my last warm up question is uh, perhaps a, a fun one. What do you love most about being in a human body? Helping other people wake up. Let me ask you questions about what you do and how you do it. Astrology. How did you discover astrology? You are known as the astro shaman. So talk to me for a moment about that. Well, ironically, uh, my first wife was a professional astrologer when I was in my 20s, and I had no interest in astrology (laughs) then. (laughs) But uh, in my early 40s, I, I moved to Asheville, North Carolina from Oklahoma to be a professional singer-songwriter. Oh. And in an open mic, met a guy who'd been a professional astrologer for 20 years. He became my best friend, Kelly Lee Phipps. And he did a reading for me and blew me away. I couldn't believe how much he knew about me. I became fascinated with astrology and studied it deeply for two years and emerged as a professional astrologer when I was ready to hang up my guitar professionally. Mm-hmm. So I, I stumbled on it by accident but loved it so much. And I've done now nearly 10,000 professional readings. And wow. the the form of Western astrology I do just seems so accurate and helpful. It proves itself over and over again in the fact that people say, yes, that describes me. Yes, you just gave me helpful information. And 
I discovered it really, let me just put it in a broader context. Until I was 41, I was in a corporate job in Oklahoma, making a lot of great money and dying a little bit because I knew I wasn't doing my sole purpose. Then I moved here to Asheville, North Carolina to be on track with sole purpose, which I thought was singer songwriter. And then it turned out to be many different things that I named early in the interview. And basically astrology was the first major step into the part of my soul work that lasted and everything I've discovered that's been the most meaningful happened by accident. I had not mm. planned it, but because I was following soul purpose, the best I knew how that next piece of the puzzle showed up mm. w when it was time. Do you still play? No, I don't. I haven't picked up a guitar in years. That phase, <laughs> you know, I may pick up a, a guitar again someday, but yeah. uh, I don't miss it. And I have more than enough on my plate that gives me <laughs> tremendous joy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear that in your voice. <laughs> And when you speak of soul's purpose, how do you connect that with intuition? What is intuition, really? Uh, I believe intuition is little hints down, sent down from your higher self. Uh, I believe the higher self, you know, sets up the lifetime, as I mentioned earlier, and then puts part of itself into the human, animates the human. The human, however, has partial amnesia. It's behind the veil. It, it mm -hmm. kind of stumbles around the best it can. Yeah. But that guidance from the higher self through intuition is the best guidance there is. It, I believe it's infallible based on mm -hmm. not just my knowledge, but over the years, I've asked hundreds of my clients mm -hmm. whether when they followed or didn't follow intuition, things worked better. Every single one tells me things go better when they do. Yeah. So it's just, it's the best, what better guidance could you possibly get mm. than from the divine being that created you and sent you on this mission in the first place? And is there a simple way of identifying, of knowing when we are listening to uh, our intuition? Yes, yes. Yeah. and this is confirmed by all those people I talked to who I asked. Basically, when you get information and you know it in your bone. Bones, you know it in your gut. Your whole body says yes when that information pops in. That is an intuition. So we use the body as the instrument, as a tool, It's right? Body so, knowing is the yeah. the one thing they all agree. Yes, that confirms it. They all wow. agree that that's that's true. Yeah. Do you integrate shamanic healing, uh, life coaching, and astrology, or you teach them separately? All of the above. Right, right. <laughs> For some, well, if I'm doing life coaching, they all integrate. With When I do life coaching, I say everything I do is available to you to support you in the life coaching. If I do astrology, I actually call it astrology plus, and I do include shamanic healing in that if that's the best use of the time. And I now include also internal family systems therapy inspired work as well because I'm finding that to be a super helpful modality. If I'm just doing a shamanic healing, it's just the energetic work or the or the internal family systems or IFS work. I don't do astrology if they just book a shamanic healing. Right. So in, on my site, you know, they're all clearly delineated and what each one does and doesn't include. Talk to me for a moment about the podcast you host titled This Week in Astrology. Yeah, I've been doing that since 2005, and it's gone everything from weekly to twice a month to monthly. Right now, it's it's running twice a month, and I'm up to I'm up in the hundreds of episodes now. Basically, I do an astrology forecast for the at this point the current two weeks, and um, also talk about my current uh, awakening plus offerings that mm -hmm. are open to the public for free. Yeah, um, and that's just a, a general forecast for everyone, regardless of your sun sign. 
And I just like to give people a heads up as to what energies are strong in the field right now and how they can make the best use of it. It, I don't believe in fatalistic astrology. I say, here's these energies. Here are life-affirming ways you can make use of them. Here's some challenges you might encounter and how to work with that. So I try to not just give the information, but also guidance on how to make the best use of the information. Just mentioned the Awakening Plus online spiritual support membership. Is this something available on your website? The same uh, one I have here. Let me see, yes. Benjamin. Yeah, astroshaman.com. Right. And uh, if they go to services, right on the menu bar, Awakening Plus is one of the services listed. And if they click that, it'll take it to the, the information page. And there's a lot of information there describing the membership in depth. Uh, the way the membership, let me just broadly say, yeah. the membership supports healing and awakening and service to the Great Global Collective. Uh, can I take a moment and just kind of give a broad overview of, of what the membership is? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first off, we do lots of live Zoom calls. We do nine calls a month. About half are open to the public for free. About half are members only. Members get the following. The half of the Zoom calls that are just members only, they tend to be the more advanced and differentiated uh, things we do. Members get an archive of now almost 350 archived events. And every one of these archived events is just as powerful and helpful as if you were doing it live. The divine beings that we call in are there in real time for you, even if you're doing the recording. Members also have access to our member forum where we can communicate with each other. We have a monthly community support call. We have the opportunity to look up with an account, hook up rather with an accountability partner, someone to help support you in your goals. So basically, there's a lot of activity in the membership, and the focus of the events is on how can you have a deeper spiritual awakening, how can you heal more deeply. Many of the events have a focus on either moving you into higher consciousness or helping you clear away those heavy energies that are blocking you from your next awakening or causing you pain. And these range anything from very gentle healings to very intense shamanic stuff, oh. <laughs> uh, including like shamanic breathwork events where we listen to a powerful mix of music that, you know, shakes things up, moves them through. Sometimes I'll drum and rattle. Other times it's very gentle, soft things that, you know, I try to create a variety of flavors so yeah. that anything from the most gentle to the most intense is available depending on what you're looking for. I love all that. <laughs> and can I mention yeah. uh, yes, yeah. in terms of the actual, <laughs> and I try to make it really affordable too. Uh, yeah. If someone is interested, if they try a free event, they say, I want to go deeper. I do like a dollar for 30 days, oh. a full membership for just $1. And if they like it, they'll automatically start billing at $19 a month. If that's too much, they just have to let me know and I'll give them exactly the same thing for $9 a month. So I try to keep the membership very affordable um, so that those who get benefit from it can access it in a way that, you know, they can afford. And you also wrote the shamanic astrology chapter in the book, Transpersonal Astrology. Mm -hmm. I didn't look up the book. So talk to me for a moment about uh, when the book was published and why did you write that chapter? Uh, because the editors asked me to. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but basically it it covers a... There's many people who do shamanic astrology and there's many flavors of what that means. The way I use it is to acknowledge the planets are conscious beings. They are forces within you as well as planets and you can partner with them. Like if you've got a strong Pluto, you can say, Pluto, help me out here to do intense shamanic work, to, to face and heal my wounds. And also Pluto helped me step into my wealth and my power. 
whatever that means to me. So every planet in astrology has a lower or higher expression. And if you know those basic archetypal meanings of the planet, you can partner with it like a, a friend, like a buddy, like a partner, and ask it to work with you to accomplish certain things. In shamanic astrology, we look at your birth chart and see how certain planets are set up. So we may call not just that planet, but say, okay, planet, I'm also going to call in these other planets you're aspecting or the house you're in or the sign you're in and and look at the moving planets and, oh, who's hot right now and who should we call on because they're really activating my chart right now. So shamanic astrology both uses a technical understanding of the natal chart and how it's being stimulated and mm-hmm. figure out, okay, how can we now partner constantly with those planetary forces to give me the best possible outcome? Shamanism, is that considered a religion, Benjamin, or just a spiritual practice? No, uh, shamanism does not fit the definition of a religion. Shamanism is universal in all indigenous cultures globally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, and again, depends who you ask, but the way I understand <laughs> shamanism, it's it's a person, a shaman is a person who can intercede with the the spiritual forces for the benefit of those here on earth. A traditional shaman would work for the benefit of individuals in his village or his tribe or for the tribe as a whole. Uh, of course, now we're in a global village. So as a shaman, I call upon the the forces that I work with, all of which are of love and light, by the way, yeah. for the benefit of individuals or groups or you know whatever whatever I'm working for the benefit of. I do my best to be a a channel, a conduit, a hollow reed, so that mm-hmm. those energies can come and be helpful for that purpose, for that you know thing that's being blessed. Would you say that everything? And we have heard this before many times. Everything's energy. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And would you say that is uh, unlimited energy? Unlimited? Unlimited. Oh, infinite energy. Just no. Infinite. Yes, absolutely. There is no end to the divine. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, there's just, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> is there a beginning? No beginning? No ending? Or would you say there's uh, somehow this? That's a question that has to be asked from a, a, a 3D perspective. Okay. Once, once you go beyond physical level, there is no time. It's all past, present, future is all happening simultaneously. So it becomes a pointless question at that point. You also offer the uh, Invocation Masterclass. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a free class. So talk to me about how it works. I have um, the process here, all the video, the, the outline for the class. But talk to me about the intention of offering Well, well, first, let me tell people how to get to it. If they go to astroshaman.com, on the menu bar, the last word is the word invocations. If they click or tap that, they'll go into the explanation for it. Basically, uh, in an ayahuasca ceremony back in 2011, I was suddenly gifted with these invocations by ayahuasca herself, this amazing plant spirit. And basically, it's a technique where you can call on your own higher self to awaken you more deeply or possibly heal what's bothering you. So the invocations are simply seven or eight word phrases where you can call in embodied awakening and then your higher self comes and merges with you in your physical body to the extent that you can accommodate it and you then move into embodied awakening. And um, the benefits of embodied awakening are that uh, there's more harmony, flow, ease and grace. Everything you're responsible for, you do more responsibly and joyfully. Instead of having to figure things out so much, you just know what to do through intuition more, and there's a lot more bliss. Terms you may have heard that describe this are the marriage of heaven and earth or walking between the worlds. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. this invocation, I've, I've guided thousands of people through this, and they can go from 
having never meditated a day in their life to five minutes later being merged with their higher self, at least at a basic level where they get the, the, and also when you're fully an embodied awakening, there's no mental chatter. There's no challenging emotion. It's peaceful and it's effortless. It holds itself. Mm. You are a human with the consciousness of the higher self when you're in embodied awakening. And it's literally wow. yours by request and the veils are so thin now that even a person who's ever meditated could potentially be in that state in a matter of minutes and then they can call it in every day to maintain it on their own. Okay, and it's free. Yeah. And this is yeah. one of the things that's taught in that free masterclass, okay, which is a series of six videos, okay, right, which are all right. shortened to the point. The other core technique is the healing invocation. And I've already talked in this interview about how healing opens awakening, right? Yeah. So if you want to be healed of something physical or emotional or whatever, all you have to know is something doesn't feel good in my body. And then you use the healing invocation that's taught in that masterclass and you become passive and just hold your attention where the discomfort is. Your divine comes in, goes right to that spot, stirs it up, flushes out the heavy energy and clears it from you to the greatest extent that serves your highest good. And I've had people who've, who've come to me with decades of chronic challenge in an area and they sometimes do a single healing invocation and they're done. That's wow. gone. Wow. So basically, I can't guarantee that outcome every single time. Yeah. I wish I could. Yeah. But if if it serves your highest good to have it healed and you didn't like sign up for that affliction for the whole lifetime for soul development, you know, sometimes you just have to be with something a whole lifetime. But many times things can be healed. And this invocation can do an amazing job of basically, I mean, the whole point of the invocation is they delegate the healing and awakening to your higher self which can do it a gazillion times better than your human self can. <laughs> right. So why would you not delegate mm -hmm. to the expert things that you can't do as well for yourself? True. And that's and it's so simple. I mean, all you have to do is remember seven or eight words and be able to relax and receive the gift, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. So, and these, again, I've, I've been sharing these tools for 10 years. I offer them for free in this masterclass, and thousands of people have done them, and I've gotten hundreds of emails over the years, people saying how much it's helping them, and and they are field tested and and I know for sure they've helped a ton of people. So if someone's hearing this that is interested, they can go to astroshaman.com, click the invocations right on the menu bar and check it out for themselves. Again, it's totally free with no obligation. Wow, that's wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Oh, and you. we're almost at the end. I do have um, a question for you about awakening and reawakening because you mm -hmm. have that as part of your masterclass too. Right. Yeah, if you can explain that briefly, Benjamin, how awakening it is perceived or we think that's a one-time understanding or happening, mm -hmm. but it seems like we need to be reawakened many mm -hmm. times. Is that something? Yeah, talk to me about that. Is that... Okay. Real? Yes. Um, I, I'll speak from my personal experience. Yeah. I had what I consider my permanent awakening back in 2012. Mm. But a few years later, I could sense it was dimming. I was gradually losing it. And I had to do a very intense, uh, right. it was a San Pedro plant spirit ceremony where the, the medicine just kicked my ass all night and cleaned me up. And finally, I had the awakening back, right? But um, basically, you, it's important not to get complacent with your awakening. I've gone through periods where I thought I'm solid, I don't need to do any practices. And when I went a period and didn't do practices, just like dust slowly falling, I slowly got covered over and I, without even realizing, I started losing the awakening. 
Okay. So I think even if you're awake, it's a good idea to keep doing practices. It keeps you shiny and fresh. I don't, very few people will have the ultimate awakening in this lifetime because uh, the great spiritual teacher, Ajashanti says, if you have an awakening and it's what you expect, it's not a real awakening. Mm. And I like to say a Mm. level of consciousness cannot comprehend a level beyond itself. And every time I have yet another awakening, it's always a complete surprise. I had no idea it would be like that. Right. And unfortunately, there's no words to describe it because this is all beyond the field of mind, right? Yeah, but all I'm saying is don't ever assume you've hit your final awakening. Be open to the next one and keep doing whatever practices or whatever you do as your spiritual practice to keep opening the door to that next level of awakening. For me, it's drinking ayahuasca because that medicine can see the next level of my awakening that Benjamin is oblivious to and can also see what's blocking me from it. Mm. And she can remove that obstacle and take me up to that next level, which is something I cannot do for myself. So whether your practice is, you know, mm. you know, a psychedelic plant spirit or whether it's some kind of, you know, breath work or whatever you do, you know, yeah. just find the practice that works for you and and do it and and don't ever assume you've hit the final finish line. I remember when I had my first awakening. Yeah. You know, I I was wondering if I had the finish line. It was an ecstasy so far beyond anything I'd ever known. Now I realize I was just at the starting line. Wow. And I've gone to levels way beyond that, but I had no clue at the time because it was the best I'd ever known. But you can't know how good it is until you get there. And there's no way to even suspect it's there until you arrive. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the idea of knowing something that really means that we don't know <laughs> that's coming from the mind, right? Yeah. The, we have no clue right. what's next. Yeah. So we get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. So, so true. And the practices that you speak of, they open the space of clarity so we can see uh, what is next in that discovery, right? Right. So I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything? Just to what, what was coming to mind as you said that is, again, I offer my tools, the invocations and such, and those work for some people, but always discover what works best for me. Even when I give someone my tools and they're working really well, I always tell that person, look, at some point you may find better tools, at which point abandon what I gave you and use that other thing that works better. I, I'm a big on not getting attached to mm. sticking with a certain thing if a better thing shows up. Mm. Yeah, I, I am I'm 100% devoted to my awakening and yeah. the enhancement of my service capacity. Capacity. Yeah. I'm not attached to a particular path. Yeah, thank you for that important message too. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And my last question is to you, Benjamin. What is another word for healing? Awakening. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving or losing the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? Yeah, I would... Uh I would get focused on leaving my legacy, which means uh, getting out my book on invocation, which I'm currently working on, and I want another to write another book about my ayahuasca experiences. Basically, I would put into concrete form that could benefit others the the information I have not yet shared. That sounds really good. Please let me know about the book you're writing or will write about your own experiences with ayahuasca. Right? That sounds fascinating to me. <laughs> And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? One is I'm going to die as Benjamin, so I better get busy doing what I'm here to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I agree. (laughs) Three things about life for sure. Um, Second is a greater awakening is always possible. And if you're so inspired, keep doing what gets you to that. And third is... um, 
it uh, never assumes something can't be healed. If you have something that's an obstacle causing you difficulty, pain, do whatever you can to see if you can break through that to the next level of what's most wonderful. And remember also that every obstacle is there to help you step more fully into your power, your bliss, and your awakening when you deal with it skillfully. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for your joyful presence, uh, your work, your healing work, and everything else in between that could be felt. Thank you. Thank you. And again, what is your website? Okay, it's uh, astroshaman.com. That's A-S-T-R-O-S-H-A-M-A-N.com. And uh, that also links to my my membership site, which is awakeningplus.com. That's awakeningplus.com. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Benjamin Bernstein and his work, please visit astroshaman.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.